Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the channel and the podcast. We're going to be breaking down $100,000 to first on Monday on DraftKings. A little uh, League of Legends, if you will. You're going to be making more money, whoever wins that thing, than the people actually playing there. I don't know if that's true. I'm just rolling with that one. But a three-game slate, 100K to first. China League, it's going to be, if you're in the East Coast, again, middle of the night per usual. Hopefully, you're enjoying your weekend, the end of your weekend. It's also going to be uh, 4.20 on Monday. So maybe you will be up late doing some other extracurricular activities while you're waiting for your League of Legends slate to start, um, because that's the world that we live in right now. Now, But I hope you're all having a great day. We're going to break down this three-game slate. My name's Sal Betri. Hopefully, uh, your weekend has been enjoyable thus far. You've been doing well in all the different esports. Call of Duty, if you have not yet seen, is going to be offered $10,000 first contest on this Friday. So excited about that. If you have not yet seen what I've been doing over this past week, starting to put out some of the season-long NFL content for season-long stuff. I obviously do DFS. None of that's going to be changing. But working in season long, so the algorithm, YouTube picks that stuff up now. Let me know what you think of it if you have a couple of times. I know it's not going to rank well right now because the NFL season, well, one, the start date's in jeopardy, but two, it's it's the off season regardless of it. I just want to make sure that strategically having videos in there so that I rank right now so it makes sense a little bit later on. But I'm putting a lot of hard work into them. They're as informative as the DFS ones are every single day. Going to be having more personality in those videos as well because it leads it uh, open just to be doing that, not hard-hitting data and informative information-packed ones. I like these ones, although that's in there. So check that out. We just did a mock draft with 11 viewers. So if you want to get into one of those videos, uh, about a half hour long, that's all it takes. I'm going to be doing those maybe on a weekly basis once we get closer to the season. But if you're here right now, we went through 20,000 subscribers. Thank you so much. Continue to hit that subscribe button, notification bell on whatever platform you're listening on, you're viewing on. Really do appreciate you. Uh, Let's get into what we have right now in this three-game slate. So three-game slate, you have really no huge, huge favorites. Like the biggest favorite is Funplex Phoenix, who's a very good team, but they're facing top esports, who's also a very good team. So you get a minus 256 favorite out of Funplex Phoenix. I mean, normally we're used to seeing them as like minus 400, minus 500 favorites at the at the very least. And then after that, the second biggest favorite is a minus uh, seven. Uh, 20, one, minus 172 favorite, which is LNG against Rogue Warriors. Again, not a huge favorite there. And then number three, minus 145 is OMG versus Team Wee. And that one might as well be a pick'em. Um, I'm actually surprised to see OMG as the favorite over Team Wee, believe it or not. Uh, so you do see Team Wee's been beating up on some bad competition, but they also do pick out some pretty big upset wins this season. And they've been pretty big favorites at times this year. So you have three games. So these six teams, there's no victory five on this slate, which if you knew here and you're just watching is a very bad team uh, in League of Legends in LPL. So you're seeing that there's just some straight up good games that are going to be happening. The, the chances that all these games can go through the full three rounds are, are very high. So I do think that we're going to have to actually look at this from a standpoint of, okay, there's six viable teams here. Ownership is going to play a huge role in this, but any team, any team is, is very much worth stacking as your main four-man stacks, your three-man stacks, all of that stuff. So it's going to be a party today uh, for 420 with a, a six teams. Everybody's invited to it. You look at Tup, you got Gimgoon, who's been starting as of late. And Gimgoon, yeah, he's been starting over late over Khan. It depends on which player you like more. Khan's going to be more lethal and deadly when it comes to getting kills and victories. But Gimgoon is likely going to start again, picks up a good amount of kills anyways at 2.6 above average. You're going to get a lot there. There's no expensive top lanes today, and they're all pretty much in play. So I don't really have a preference when I first look at this. I do think that when you start to go down the list a little bit, like 369 at $5,400 is the cheapest top laner on the slate at 5400 as yes, the biggest underdog, but only a plus 190 underdog. Potentially, if, if you had top esports pulling off the victory against Funplex Phoenix today, 369 is the cheapest top laner on the slate, might actually score the most points. I mean, in theory, it's probably going to be whoever wins that game, in my opinion. They're the two most uh, lethal 
uh, between Funplex Phoenix, whoever starts there, and Top Esports, the two most lethal players in terms of their kills upside for the the, uh, the starters, the highest uh, damage percentage and creep score per minute is 369. So I do think that's an interesting spot. But pretty much wherever you're going with your four-man stacks, your three-man stacks, I don't have a preference today at top lane. Like all these players are in play, whether it's Morgan from team, we had a, te- at a cheap price point of 5,600, whether you want to go to Colts from LGD or all the way up to the top to Gimgoon if Gimgoon is starting over Khan. I don't have a real preference there. These are not the positions that I'd be worrying about prioritizing. Um, we'll, we'll start to prioritize more when we get to AD carry, when we get to mid lane, which is up next, uh, and we'll go there right now. So just getting to mid lane right here, you can see. So this is where you're going to start to try and prioritize based on what the upside is in your stacks. Now, on these types of slates where everybody's involved, I do think you just get more creative relative to ownership. Again, I have the course available for League of Legends if you want to try and figure out how to get a better idea for your own ownership without having to pay for a tool. Maybe you're balling on a budget during the pandemic. I feel you completely. There's a way to do that. Um, you can see the promo on the screen, the, the use the code Vetri at Monkey Knife Fight. Awesome sponsor. Some of these props are on there right now. Doing bees looks really good as well. In Monkey Knife, you're going to find a lot of upside today, depending on where you think the victories come from, because a lot of guys are going to be wildly, wildly under projected. So you can use my projections, but pretty much what I was trying to say there is Monkey Knife, that promo that you get, you also get my, my League of Legends course for free as an add-on if you indeed take up that promo, working with them throughout the summer for esports. They've been a fantastic partner. Shout out to them. Uh, but yeah, you can get a good idea of what the ownership is on your own without having to pay for it. Um, and I do think that that is going to help a lot for a slate like this, where you can try and get leverage. Now, if you're somebody who's watching this and most people are, you build one to 10 lineups, it's not going to be that as important for you to really try and fade ownership as much or leverage it. Cause you don't have a lot of lineups to leverage it. You just have to build very unique in general, um, and really try and take advantage of uh, anti-fragility, take advantage of when chaos happens. You're there to actually take advantage of it because most people won't prepare for chaos. I mean, just look at the pandemic right now. I don't know how many Americans live paycheck to paycheck, like 70% or something crazy. So people don't prepare for things. So when you're looking at it, yeah, all these underdogs are pretty live today. If I'm playing one to 10 lineups today, I'm very much inclined to go to two underdogs today. Now that doesn't usually sound like a very sexy strategy, but you can roster top esports and team Wii, two teams that if they pull off the victory and they're, they're pretty much both slight underdogs today, especially team Wii, they're going to have huge, huge upside. You know how many players and just contests and lineups are going to have double underdog stacks in there? Not that much. I would say somewhere around the 5% or less of the lineups will have underdog stacks being two of their stacks, a four, three stack, a four, two, one with all three underdogs seems a little bit extreme, but you get the point. So yeah, I mean, I think do and B is fine. I think icon, well, really do and B is, is a tier of his own on this slate. Um, and then teacher is right in that tier, maybe at the bottom of it or the next slate uh, or the next stage, but you have team. We would teach him at $7,000 as a mid lane. That's a fantastic option. You have Knight from top esports who is arguably right up there with do and B as the best, if not the best uh, top esports or, or mid lane option in this whole LPL in the whole really Korean leagues, uh, Asian leagues. So yeah, I have a good, um, I have a good feel for like, if you wanted to four man stack top esports and three man stack team, Wii. it's, it's obviously two underdogs. So your, your odds based on Vegas odds, which haven't been that great as of late aren't awesome, but I do think it actually gives you a very unique build today. It's something that I'll be playing around with. And not only do those players have a good chance of winning based on the Vegas odds being smaller underdogs, but those are players. And these are teams in team. Wii in night from top esports that have absolute monster ceilings in the hundred plus point range, sometimes even in losses. So yes, you can go to Doom B if you wanted to play the biggest favorites that are going to be Chalky and Funplex Phoenix because even their price points are cheap. 7,600 for Doom B is dirt cheap. We're usually seeing Doom B at 8,000 plus. Um, I think that's completely fine, but I actually like the idea of getting a little bit different. Double stacking underdogs makes a lot of sense today.
Support players now we go to no support player over 6,000. This slate, it's $100,000 to first. So you have to keep this in mind. Whenever this is the fifth time that there's been 100K to first, whenever the prize pools go up, usually, usually you see this around the Masters. Uh, You see this for pretty much every NFL slate last year, but around the Masters and and majors for golf, they're trying to make it easier to build a lineup because there's less experienced people because the bigger prize pools just draw in a lot more casuals and a lot more entries. So, so far you've seen very cheap top lanes, very cheap mid lanes and dirt cheap support players, nobody above $6,000. So very similar to top lane today, since there's really no prices that are restrictive, I'm fine with going to wherever you want to. You should never really be prioritizing these players. Do I want to, in a three-game slate, put support players into my captain spot? Honestly, maybe Chris from Funplex Phoenix, if you wanted to go there and you felt good about it, but I don't really see players on here that that stand out relative to the really good mid lane and AD carries. Now, in, in general, you want AD carry mid lane and then jungler in that order in your captain spot, getting unique on three-game slates. It's never a bad idea to have a support player, but then you have to roster two support players. Like I do think Chris can score 80 plus points and maybe you get somebody like missing team. We as an underdog dropping 65, but is that going to make up for 120 points in the captain spot from an 80 carry? And then another 80 carry dropping hundred plus points, right? Getting two of them. So this type of a slate, I think crisp has a very high ceiling. 10 assists per contest leads the slate, but I'm not too sure I like it any other way, but very similar to what I said for the mid lane, crisp from Funplex Phoenix, the opposite side of that, depending on who you get starting for top esports, I think those are great options at the bare minimum price points of $4,800 and $4,600. Missing at $5,200, OMG facing each other at $5,400. I like missing a lot more. Um, so cold for OMG, missing is a much better player, 9.7 assists per contest compared to only 6.2, the worst on the slate for cold from OMG. So even if I'm building like four two one lineups today. I'm really trying to just avoid cold uh, in victories. Obviously you like to get there, but that's another spot that it makes it just easier to want to get the team. We cheaper player that is just much, much better. Highest damage percentage on the slate. Now getting into the meat and potatoes of your lineup, the AD carry here, right? Um, your AD carries very interesting. No AD carry. And again, hundred K to first, no AD carries $8,000 or more. This is just so cheap to build lineups today. $7,800 is Kramer. And out of all the AD carries, Kramer is the most expensive. You have LWX as, as the biggest favorite at just 7,600. Um, you have Jackie Love, who's been starting as of late, obviously an underdog, the biggest underdog, but 9.3 assists per contest, by far the most in the slate. Very small sample, of course, but 6.3 kills per contest, by far the most. Jackie Love is $6,800 today. If you think Top Esports as a plus 190 underdog beats Funplex Phoenix, and I'm not saying that it happens, but I'm saying there's a very good chance that it does happen um, compared to most underdogs usually in League of Legends. You have a $6,800 player in your captain spot and you can do whatever else you want with your lineup. You can go ahead and you can take a, a favorite in Kramer from LGG and roll with it. You can pick Jung Ming, who in my opinion, outside of LWX from Funplex Phoenix is the best AD carry and probably the best player on the overall slate. Maybe Knights up there as well, uh, but doing B. But Jung Ming from Team Wei is an absolute monster when there's victories. You're going to see closer to six kills per contest, closer to seven assists per contest. Those are elite numbers compared to the averages. So yeah, from AD Carry, LWX, Jung Ming, those two players stand out. Really, both sides of the Funplex Phoenix top esports stand out today because it is two absolutely dominating teams that when they win, put up huge, huge points. Jackie Love in four starts so far, because again, just not many starts this year, just coming back a couple weeks ago, two weeks ago or so, 100.4 fantasy points per game. Nobody else is above 90. This is an absolute monster, Jackie Love. And again, underdog, yes, but $6,800 is really hard to ignore. I do think that there's a lot of a lot of upside in going to two underdogs today. I'll be interested to seeing how much up ownership Rogue and LG, LGD picks up. Um, I don't think it'll be that much. I don't think Rogue Warriors is going to pick up a lot at all because top esports and team we are just higher scoring and more dynamic players when they win. And I completely agree with that, but maybe it gives us some sort of leverage by getting to some Rogue. But yeah, you can stack Jackie Love, you can stack then Jung Ming and team we two underdogs 
And if you're doing that, you're probably going to have a lot of money left over because naturally it's just a, it's a softer price slate, which if you're new just means that it's very cheap and affordable and easy to build lineups because of that big prize pool up top. More casuals, they want to make it as easy as possible for people who don't typically uh, play uh, League of Legends or really any DFS sport so they can try and, you know, it's a little bit easier. It's not hard. It's not frustrating. Finishing up with Jungler, you can see LGD once again leading the slate with Jungler, which is very interesting. 172 favorite Peanut. I think Peanut's a very good player, but even on this slate, maybe like the third best Jungler at best. Uh, Bei Shang, you can see from Team Wee, 6600 does stand out. Tian from Funplex Phoenix is probably your best just a pure projection option that you're going to find. But once again, $6,200 at the bottom. If you are trying to take the upset in, in top esports today, and who, no matter who else you pair with them, you're probably going to have a lot of money left over because of how cheap all these players are. Karsa, in my opinion, if, if you were to tell me every single team on the slate would win, and obviously that's not the case, but if every single team on this slate was going to win, I would assume that Tian would be the highest scoring player in the slate. And then Carso would be number two. You're getting Carso at a $6,200 price point. In a loss at Jungler, you're not going to get anywhere near the points that you need. But in a victory, these are the two teams that win the most on the slate. Funplex Phoenix, Top Esports, two best teams going at it. Uh, Carso is going to look really good. So again, if Funplex Phoenix is wildly over-owned or highly owned, I'm okay matching the field. I'm okay getting there. But if it's leaving it so that Top Esports on the other side is going wildly lesser owned, I'm going to get a lot of it. Pretty much whoever wins this game in the third round is what it's going to come down to. Probably is going to be needed in your winning lineups. So if people are thinking that Funplex Phoenix is going to be owned, let's say their stack is on like 30% of the time today. That's a high number, but potentially. Um, and Top Esports is only owned 12% of the time. I do not think there's a, a two and a half to three times difference in their opportunities of winning that third round today. Finishing up with the team spots, you can see the team stats on. I'll point out one more time if you want to hit the subscribe button. I greatly, greatly appreciate that. Thank you so much. Check out some of the season-long content. Give me some feedback. Give me some topic ideas you would like to see for season-long NFL content. I'm getting questions about making content around the Outlaw Tour, the iRacing stuff. Personally, I don't want to be making that content because there's no search volume. I, there is a strategy for what I'm doing. It's either to try and rank during the search volume months of NFL and produce good content there and, and be shown to more people or produce content where people are actually searching for and seeking value in like esports, like League of Legends. There's, there's ways, there are tools that you can look at how much search volume is happening a day. And this is where it is. The Outlaw Tour is getting way, way, way less search volume than even the NFL offseason videos I'm making, which already have like no search volume. Uh, so just let me know if you have any uh, questions on that. Uh, hit the subscribe button. Greatly appreciate that. But here, here we go with the team stats. Every single team is going to be uh, in my player pool today. Rogue Warriors would probably be the one that I get away from the most. But even there, you're looking at the two teams that last the longest rounds in Rogue Warriors and LGD. They both go over 33 minutes, the only teams on the slate. So you might actually just get more kills organically there. The team that dies the most in the slate is Rogue Warriors. Second most in the slate is LGD gaming. So you're going to have a two teams that die a ton, which is going to boost up both of their kill upsides, which if you do see lower ownership, we didn't talk a lot about their individual players, but if you see lower ownership, you're seeing two teams that probably go three rounds that are just going to die a ton producing kills for the other team. And the games usually last longer, very, very sneaky spot here. LGD is priced for it. Rogue Warriors not so much priced for it as a slight underdog. Funplex Phoenix leads the slate in kills per contest at 15.3, tied with their opponent in top esports at 15.3. So you can obviously see the value in top esports. They're dirt cheap today. I imagine it draws a lot of ownership because they're cheap price point, but they're unlimited, unlimited upside at that price point, in my opinion. And then you also have top esports dying the least on the slate at 10.3 kills uh, or deaths per contest. If you want to look at Team Wii's number, uh, they are number three on the slate with 14 kills per contest. Their opponent, OMG, generating the least kills per contest at 10.5. Again, makes it very, very appealing when you look at Team Wii's one kill death ratio. They have a better lane control, dragon control, baron control, all that than their opponent, OMG. I'm kind of surprised to see that OMG was the favorite in this one opening in a decent size, minus 145 favorite. Not a huge favorite, but it's not minus 120. It's not minus 110. I was surprised to see that. 
Thank you for tuning into this video. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, depending on when you're watching this. Enjoy your Monday, your 420, whatever you're doing. Stay safe out there. Hit the subscribe button before you go. If you want to check out any of the projections, any of the rankings, all that stuff for esports, I make them myself, independent content creator. It's linked down below over on my Patreon. You can check all that stuff out. Check out Monkey Knife Fight's props. I think there's going to be some very interesting props today. My projections help with some of that stuff. This video should help you get an idea for some of the props. You want to take advantage of the $15 bonus cash they give you and getting the League of Legends course. Uh, you can find out how to do that linked right below in the description. All that stuff's on the screen right now prompting it. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you in the next one.